Yo, this is Teresa Weatherspoon, better known as Teaspoon, and you're watching Real Fans, Real Talk. We live, we, we in here, I'm about to share it to the group chat. Will's gonna join us as well, because he's got some strong opinions. Um, <laughs> I, heard they, I heard somebody, they was taking shots at him in the group this week. What, like... oh, they, they, listen, listen, man. <laughs> Will, Will, Will is a lightning rod in, in the group chat, man. Shout out for, to the love, for the love of the game, because he's a lightning rod in there. <laughs> I was looking, it seemed like it was some subliminals going down. Like I was like, oh, did they check out the live? That's what's, what's going on? You heard that conversation? Not a they they show love to the lives, man. I you know we've gone live here and I've gone live before. Uh, we did the um, the unveiling of the new team. That's when he brought out the Justin Herbert jersey. Uh, <laughs> we did it, we did it like National Signing Day, you know. Okay. okay. Um, the group chat hasn't been too happy with him ever since, though. You know, they they feel you know he's a traitor. He's turned his back on the organization that he's grown up, you know, rooting for. Uh, I mean, dang, man, it's it's tough. He man. united the group chat today, though. Okay. We recording all this, so we keeping all this. Um, he 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 united the group chat today, though, because he posted a nice picture of Joy Taylor. Mm. So I think everyone was in agreement that they were, they liked the picture that he posted. You know. That will do it every. Here it come right time. now. Yo. Hey, here goes Mister Unpopular Opinion himself. What's good, bro? What do? No, well, boy. Hey, man, what up with y'all? Y'all got me? We good. I heard now. Yeah, we got you. We were just talking about you too. Yeah. Oh shit! What up? What up? What up? What up? Nah, I, I my ears ringing or what? I heard. I heard it was subliminals this week in the group chat. I was looking. I said, "Oh snap!" It seemed like shots got fired early in the week. Oh I, yeah, yeah. They. I didn't want to speculate, but I'm just saying. It seemed like you know they were talking about you know switching teams and stuff like that. I know we had had yeah, that conversation. Yeah, they do, they do, on the live. So I didn't know, you know, what was it's, it's under do. this. It's a, I got a vest under here, man. They ain't, they send shots, man, but they just reflect off me. You know what I'm saying? Oh. It's a vest under this. Joke. <laughs> I ain't worried we'll, about none we'll of be, that. We'll, we'll be hey, look, around hey, like, and, and we'll I feel them. The thing now. is, hey, yo, like on the like on the shallow side of it, I feel them. But if they would only listen to me as. Like everybody be talking about, like, oh, you left because they sorry. Nah, <laughs> that ain't why. I, like, if anybody, if they would just listen, I'm not gonna support a team owned by Daniel Snyder no more. Like, it ain't that ain't the team I grew up loving. It ain't the same thing no more. And I'm done with it. So, and I and I've said, if he was gone, I'd be back. But well, that, as long that... as that's his team, I'm not. I'm not supporting it no more. That you gotta respect. I mean, I, I definitely respect that. Like you gotta. It ain't about wins and losses for me. It yeah. ain't. It ain't wins and losses for me. And if more people took that stand, maybe you see a change because then you see a, a difference in the dollars that's being generated, and that's the only thing that will make any kind of change. So you until know, that happens, motherfuckers can complain about him all they want, but until they stop showing the support for his product, and they gonna change. The, the crazy thing is, right? They've been. Tell them why you mad, son. Tell them why you mad. I'm just saying. No, but they, you got to think about it, right? So they've been investigating Yo, shout out. The, the Washington football team for a minute now, and the only person that got the boot was John Gruden. He wasn't even there no more. Yeah, for real. Like, he, it, was, no, he was never there. Yeah, he had, like, I mean, 
That's what I'm saying. So right. all of that stuff that's been going on in Washington for the last couple of years, like literally he's the only person that's been affected by that. And he's not even yeah, in the organization. That's crazy. Think about that. Let's let's fellas, let's let's get into some things, man. Uh first and foremost, as always, man, welcome back to another episode. It's a collaboration episode of the Sanchez show, along with Real Fans Real Talk. Obviously, it is the opinionated ones in the building as well as Will Gordon joins the show. Uh, shout out my man, Troy Perry. Troy Perry's on the check, and I see him in there, up, man. Troy? He always, he always supporting. Yes, sir. He always support man. He's sending questions, man. He show love, man. We definitely appreciate that. It, it's always Knicks tape, even though, even though, even though Trip Trip don't fuck with the Knicks. It's always Knicks tape. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But let's have we we got we, I see you got your Wizards gear on, so we gonna get into a little basketball. All right. If the Knicks lose by but ten tonight, we do, I'm cool with it. We that. gotta address the two Oh, you got some you got some shackles on it. Yeah, so if they lose by ten, <laughs> then yeah, he must have a ticket in. If they lose by ten, I will give the Knicks three compliments the next time we go live. <laughs> he got some shackles on it. <laughs> Yeah, he he got he got a little got a little change on it. You know they said uh uh the online gambling in New York did 1.4 billion in a week. Damn, that's crazy. It's about to set the new record for a month. Yes, it's that's crazy. Billy, I know they like damn. We should have been did this. We'd be yeah. making a killing. It's New York, man. It's Everybody like spend week. money in New York. Well, it's like first week. <laughs> 1.4 nah. billion, bro. I think uh Trip, Trip, your cousin John said it best. He said your cousin your cousin said it best. He said this is gonna be like when crack came through in the eighties. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's gonna have a city of shambles out there. That's a good one. No, yeah. it definitely is, bro, because Cat, people cats gonna be out there selling their PS5 to get a bed in. What Thanks, bro. Like, nah, let's, it's, it's different now. Let's different. get into some football talk. Let's get into a little football talk, though. Uh, conference championship weekend. We did great last week, fellas. We got three out of the four games right. Uh, the one game we got wrong, it took special teams and, and a terrible performance from Aaron Rodgers to get it done. Um, let's start with the first game of the day on Sunday. Bengals going to the Chiefs. Rematch of week 17. Cool Joe Burrow. Into a, he turned into a star, man. Will, I'm gonna start with you. Yes, sir. What do you expect to see in this game? Let me get your prediction. Well, I went back today um, and watched that whole game from Week 17. They had a classic in Week 17, if you recall. Um, but I was I was going back, not even more so for the score, but to see how uh, personnel's matched up with each other. And it's that's like this is gonna be a heavyweight bout. Um, people, I think it's some people that might be sleeping on the Bengals, but um, I think that's a mistake. And I, I didn't have my decision made until probably, like my pick for the week, until probably about uh, five o'clock today. That's how, how, and I watched the game at noon. You know what I'm saying? So it, it took a while, even after rewatching that game, for me to make my decision on who, which way I was leaning. And it, with the slightest of leans. I think I'm going. Uh, I think I'm going Cincinnati, and and the reason I say that is because that Chiefs defense has so many irresponsible tendencies, especially in the secondary. Um, 
if and especially when the honey badge is off the field, if he's off the, it's like every time he's off the field, there's a mistake made in the secondary, be it communication, be it somebody um just get straight up getting fried. But there's a lot of opportunities to make plays against that defense in the secondary, and Joe Burrow is a guy that can take advantage of those things in only his second year in the league. He's already stepping up and proving that he's he's here to stay. Um, one thing that the Chiefs like to do a lot is blitz. They they come with the zero blitz more than any other team in in the NFL. And then when you take that in, when you when you think about that, if that's their philosophy going into this game, that's going to burn them. Um, I saw some numbers earlier on Joe Burrow against the three teams that come with the zero blitz the most in the league. And to come with the most pressure on um, um, most downs in the league are the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Chiefs. This year, they played they played those three teams in five different games. Against those teams, he had a, a QBR of 75, which would put him in the top five in the NFL. Against the rest of the league that doesn't bring those pressures as often, the, you know, guys that kind of more so will sit back than bring pressure. His QBR dropped to a 46. I said, "Wow, really?" So that tells me if the if if Kansas City is, is going to continue to do what's got him here and come with the pressures, then that's playing right into Joe Burrow's hands. No, no. Do they have the patience to sit back and 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 you know play coverage and play zones? I'm not I'm not so sure that they're going to have that that patience because you know in the playoffs, it's it's. It's, it's so much more pressure that it's almost hard to sit back, you know, as a defense, especially when you've got offensive weapons on the other side. You got Joe Burrow tearing up the league. You got Jamal Chase, who's playing, who who does not look like a rookie receiver at all. He looks like a seasoned vet that's been here. Um, you got uh, C.J. Uzama, who's had an outstanding postseason so far. And then, oh, yeah, they got a running back that could eat you up named Joe Mixon. So, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have to pick your poison. If you're the Chiefs, if you're the Chiefs, you're gonna have to score every time you get the ball because I think against your defense, Chiefs, uh, the Bengals have the ability to score every time they get it. So it's gonna be a chess match. But if I, I'm, I think I'm gonna put a little bit more stock in the youngin' and then the momentum that Cincinnati's got going. They haven't, you know, been in this spot in 33 years. I'm, I'm gonna just roll. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's five, it's six in one hand and half a dozen in the other. So I'm gonna go ahead and go with the go ahead and go with uh the team closest to where I'm at. Let's go, Bengals. Trip, before you give me your thoughts, mm-hmm. I just want to say that early in the day I had sent the message to Will and I said I thought tonight was gonna be interesting. It's already it's already kicked off that way because unlike last week, I already know we're not gonna agree on these picks today. So Trip, <laughs> let me know what you're looking at in this first game. Oh yeah, we start out out the gate. No. Um I'm gonna just sit back and let I'm gonna sit back and get schooled right here. Let me see what's, well, what's good. Well, a lot of a lot of those same a couple of things that you mentioned. Um, you know, one was the, was was the game that they lost uh, with 34-31. They lost by three points uh, to the Bengals uh, during the season, right? You know, it's hard it's hard to get that second win come come playoff time. It's different out there. Um, so I'm I'm going I'm going the other direction. I'm taking the the Chiefs because you know as you mentioned they they might need to go down the field and score every time down but but guess what they can go down the field 
and score every time down. We just saw him come down the field and score every time down and go back and forth with the with the Bills and then come up with the with the touchdown to to, to win that game. Uh, you know, the Chiefs in the regular season, Chiefs in the playoffs, different animals. We've seen the Chiefs come back from being down twenty four points before. We've seen them come back from being down several times before. The Chiefs are an anomaly. Like, that that offense and what they're able to do, and then the moments that the defense does step up and, and make some plays at the at the right time, we've seen them be great, you know, time and time again in the playoffs. There's a reason they've been in back-to-back Super Bowls, won one of them. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? If they don't, if they don't lose two, two offensive linemen in the playoffs – have to shuffle that lineup again. We might even be, you know, saying, talking about them trying to go for a three-peat right now. That's how good. That's how good this team is. I love Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. I think they had a great season, uh, you know, together. Straight back to what they were doing in college, and I think they're going to be good for for a long time to come. But I just think I think it's I think the Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl. Well, hey, hey, Trip. So I'm gonna say this. Man. Real trip. Hey, let me let me get a score from Trip. <laughs> you want to score? Okay, let me see. Hold on, hold on. I do. I, I think it's going. I think it's going to be an old fashioned shootout. But I'm gonna say. I'm honestly. I'm gonna go back to. I'm gonna go. Oh, let me see. Let me see. I'm gonna. Go, I'm gonna take the score from the last game, but I'm gonna reverse it. Oh, okay. So 34 31. 34 uh, 31 Chiefs. Chiefs, all right. That's respectable. The line seven. And then they moved all week, which I think is interesting. The line is seven. I expect it to be an interesting game uh, because the Bengals aren't going to go in there with any fear. But I want, I, want to, I want to piggyback on a couple of things that you mentioned, Will, right? So, first, you, you talked about the defense and the blitzing. And that is Spagnuolo's style. So I would expect them to at least keep some of that same, uh, some of them same tendencies in, in terms of the zero blitz and leaving the cornerbacks one-on-one on the outside. And you're right, without Matthew back there, they give up a lot of big plays. Gabriel Davis really went off on them last week without Matthew back there in the secondary. But I think is going to switch it up. And here's why. Because the Bengals can't block up front. And so you don't need to blitz them to get pressure on Joe Burrow. He's coming off a game where he got sacked nine times and Tennessee really didn't blitz them much either. They just let their front four go after them. So I think Kansas City is going to kind of copy that same game plan and say, look, Chris Jones had two sacks in the first matchup. He had three hits on the quarterback in the first matchup. We don't really need to force the blitz. We can we can bring it into play when we need to. Third and long, when we want him to get rid of it quick, all right, we'll blitz him. Early downs, first down to get him behind the chains, we'll blitz him. But on most cases, we can sit in coverage and give our corner some help and not allow him to get the one-on-one matchup because – we all in agreement, Chase killed the Chiefs the first time, right? As Will mentioned, and we talked about it all fair, I had to go back and watch the game too because I wanted to see what some of the things the Bengals did the first time that really gave the Chiefs problems. Jamie Chase went off in that game for 266 yards. So the Chiefs already know we can't give up that type of performance again. But even still, with all that being said, Chase went for 266. The Chiefs only scored three points in the second half of that game. The Chiefs, in terms of penalties, got doubled up. Ten penalties called on the Chiefs. Majority of them on the defensive side of the ball compared to only five for the Bengals. All that said and done in Cincinnati. And Cincinnati still only won by a last second field goal. Joe Burrow's going to eat his words this weekend because I think he was 
not that he was trying to be arrogant, but when he said, I faced loud crowds before I played in the SEC. All right. So now you're going to have the pressure of the Kansas City crowd going crazy on you in an AFC championship game. And what makes it worse is every time you look across that sideline, as you mentioned, Kansas City going to have to score every time. Well, the, that same pressure is on Cincinnati because every time he looks across the sidelines, he's going to be looking at Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill knowing them dudes is about to go down the field and score again. Every time we don't score, they're going to score. I think it's going to be a really good game, but I don't think Cincinnati's ready yet. I think their offensive line got exposed last week. Unless they get a big game from Joe Mixon this week, I think it's going to be tough for them to keep up. I think the Chiefs win this game. They go back to the Super Bowl. And I got the final score being somewhere in the range of 31-23. I think the Chiefs even cover the spread in this game. Ooh. I think they cover. I, I just Cincinnati's a good team, but are, are the Bengals really going to get three turnovers from, three turnovers from a home like they got from Tannehill last week? Uh, they got a defense that can do it. I'm just saying because we, we said it last week. It's going to be – I can't wait for this game now. I'm like, okay. I'm, telling you, I'm boys, just telling you. They can get out. Like, I'm, they they hit. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 Chiefs are more, the, the Chiefs are more finesse style team. The Bengals hit. You know what I'm saying? They they will hit. They bring in, They will bring that record so deep. We'll, I mean, yeah, we'll but see. you still gotta you know, catch them. You, did you did you see what uh, Tyreek Hill was doing last week? You ca- you have to catch him in order to hit him. <laughs> they were not catching him. What made our listen, fellas? What made our prediction so great last week? Right? We sat here and we talked about, and we were in agreement about Cincinnati winning last week. That was my favorite pick of last week because a lot of people didn't see the vision that the three of us saw. Yeah. But the one thing we kept talking about was. If you get a lead on Tennessee, that Tannehill is not built to bring you back and win that game, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And even with the mistakes, I'm sure all of us were sitting there watching like, yeah, but I'm still not trusting Tannehill to go down the field and win this game. And sure enough, he throws his third pick late in the game. Mm-hmm. Burrow's able to come right back, get him in field goal range to win the game. The difference this week is when you look across the sideline, you know you got to match possession for possession. It doesn't matter how slow Kansas City starts. It don't matter how many times you get Kansas City's offense off the field because we've seen historically with Patrick Mahomes that the moment they get clicking, they they can drop 24 points in a quarter like nothing. And so if you're Cincinnati, that's the type of pressure that I don't know if they're ready for yet because when they look across that sideline, yeah, they might get up 10-7. They might get up 13-7 on Kansas City. But what happens when Kansas City starts rolling and and putting points back to back to back? Is Burrow and the boys going to be ready to do that? Again, Jamar Chase had to go for 266 in the first meeting, for them to win that game. If he goes for 200 yards, they probably don't even win that game. But look. It, it took it took a Randy Moore's type effort just to win that game. So, if you, but if you flip that coin, let's say let's say the score was flipped and Kansas City won that game. Uh-huh. And let's say mm-hmm. let's say Tyreek Hill had 266. We wouldn't be saying it took Tyreek Hill to have 266 for them to win. We'd just be saying they won. Right? We wouldn't, you know why we wouldn't say it? Because – because we know that they, they're proven that and even if, if Tyreek doesn't get 266, they can win the game. Yeah. For Cincinnati, that's not proven. And the Chiefs the Chiefs went into that game, they were missing both their running backs because Clyde Edwards-Hillier didn't play and McKinnon didn't play. And they was missing Orlando Brown at left tackle. So this is the healthiest the Chiefs have been all year. I just think I like Cincinnati. 
Don't get me wrong, because again, I, I picked them the first two rounds of the playoffs to win. So I like Cincinnati. Yeah. I just think this is a tall task for a team that has never been to that moment. You say they're not even the, the, they are gonna cover the spread. I'm not oh. sure how much you do like Cincinnati. But it's no it's no slight to them. It's that's, just, that's not a sign of disrespect. Will. Yeah, it's it's it's, just, it's more it's just more respect for the Chiefs who have been getting it done for the past couple of years. This is really their first playoff run. This Bengals team. With the, you know, and this they got a relatively young team. Without, without the Chiefs are proven. But what what happened on the Chiefs' first run? Well, they should have went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they right. almost they almost. If not for D four, if not for D four, nine the four sides. I mean, they should have went there, right? So I mean, it's not like it's not like the Bengals can't do it on their first because the Bengals should have went. No. I mean, the Chiefs should have went on their first. So I'm not I'm not saying that they can't do it, but. If, if we're going off of what we know today, mm-hmm. what we know today is that Patrick Mahomes is 7-1 and one at home in the playoffs. What we know today is that if not for D. Ford lining up all sides, the Chiefs would have gone to three straight Super Bowls working on their fourth straight Super Bowl right now. What we know today is that if the Chiefs were, were fully healthy going into that game last year, it's probably a different game against the Buccaneers, and we're talking about the early makings of a dynasty that has a chance to, to three-peat. And – Listen, if the Bengals could go in there and win, I'd be the first to be like, I was wrong. Yeah, I just, absolutely. I can't see them. Well, I'll be a the team first that won four games last And I respect it. I respect it. I'll be like, yo, hats off to you. You was right, bro. But they got to show me first. I, they, I'm not going against Patrick Mahomes. At everything I've seen, the only man that has been able to beat Patrick Mahomes in a playoff game is Tom Brady. And unless Joe Burrow is the next coming to Tom Brady, I'm still riding with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't guard you against none of that for real, for real. But I got, I got a tingle. <laughs> I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go with my tingle. And let, let, they, they, so they, it, they it played, might be on the foot of that kicker. It might end up on the foot of that kicker again. They played the Raiders and they played the Titans. They ain't playing offense yet. They about, they about, they about to find out. They about to play a real offense. Right now, where you really you you gotta either stop them or you gotta outgun them, and it's hard to do to do either one of those. So we're gonna see. We we gonna find out, man. I think it's gonna be like I said. I think it's gonna be a good game either way. I think the Chiefs are able to cover. Um, I didn't give you my score. I don't even. Know. Yeah, let me hear your score, Will. I'm going. Um, I'm going twenty-seven twenty-four. Natty. Concerned that That's kind of like a shutout, damn near for the, for them. Wow, that's that is a bold. <laughs> yeah. You saying they only going they only going to put up what? what that means I, I'm, I'm, I think we're going to see some see some uh, defense this game. I just got to fit. It's been too much. All this all this video game scoring. I, I think it's got to stop at some point. And I don't think it's going to be the Super Bowl that stops. Somebody got to score to win. It's like one of them got to put up points. They're going to win. He said, he said, I mean, so what I'm supposed to say, like 53 to 49, you know, what I'm saying? Nah, I mean, that's, that's just crazy. 27 24. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be one of them ball games. It's like at halftime, you might have like a 14 10 type of situation. I, I don't think it's going to be as many points scored as people think. I think it's going to be a lot of offense, but I don't, but I think it's going to be a lot of defensive plays made. I could see, I could see some, tur- some turnovers we don't expect on both sides. I, I just don't, I don't, I don't think this is going to be. What we expect, I, just, I really don't. Because every time we expect something, we don't. We get the, we get what we don't expect. You know what I mean? 
right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Let's uh let's transition over to the NFC side. Uh, before we do, shout out to the love of the game group chat. Man, they always showing love, tuning in on the lives, man. And as I always say, if you're on the live, you got a question, you got a comment you want to make, go ahead, throw it in there, man. We're gonna shout out and we're gonna we're gonna address it right here on the live, man. Um, NFC. It's not quite the matchup we expected, but I think it's a good matchup overall anyway. San Fran going to the Rams for the third matchup. They faced off. This is another rematch as well because they faced off week 18. The Niners had to win that game to get into the playoffs. They came back from 17 points down to win that game in overtime. Now they face off in the NFC Championship game. The Rams got to be feeling like we could have put these guys away three weeks ago. Now we got to see them again. Before I hear your predictions, guys, I want to give you guys a quick stat that I kind of came across today that I didn't realize. Sean McVay, for all his success with the Rams, obviously he was in the Super Bowl four years ago, trying to get back to another Super Bowl. He is 0-6 against Kyle Shanahan. That's a good one. So with that being said, uh, Will, you kicked off the last one. Trip, you kick off this one, man. Who you got in this matchup? I think I think it's, it's going to be uh... – I know I fucked you up. See, I know I fucked you up already by telling you they was 0 6. I fucked you up. It made you no, think did. about your pick that. I did for it a second. Wait, wait, what? I did, I, I did for a quick second, right? But now that I think about it, now I think it's going it's, it's, it's to be 1 and uh, no, one and, one and 6. Going 1 and 6? After this game. I think, I think the Rams get the win at home. Um, I. I, I, I don't know. I just think the Rams, the, the Rams is clicking right now. I know. I know they had a couple of bad turnovers last week against the Buccaneers that like should not have happened. They almost gave that game away. But I think them getting through that game, I think they they're gonna come. You know, ready to ready to play more, even more prepared than, than they've been uh, all year. Just because they understand what this is worth right here. You win this, you go to the Super Bowl at home. Like you, you don't even have to leave. You can just chill. Until until the, until the Super Bowl, um, I think I think they I think they get it together on this one. Um, you know, it's, again back to back. I don't know. You know, it's it's hard to get them back to back games versus versus the same team. And this is division uh, game is you know as well. Um, plus, I just don't I just don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo. Like I just like I, I feel like at some point it's bound to just all come crashing down. Like that, like I, I'm sorry. I, I love the 49ers defense. Debo is an amazing unicorn type of player, but I just, I just don't have. Like I, I probably have the same amount of confidence in Jimmy G that I have in Ryan Tannehill, and it's not that much. So I gotta go. I gotta go with the Rams on this one. Um, Stafford showed me a lot in that uh, Buccaneers game because he was damn near perfect. In, in in that game, you know what I mean. Like obviously they had the turnovers, but the turnovers really wasn't on on Matthew Stafford. Any of those uh, the fumbles that they had in the second half of the football game. So I think you know I think with that with that getting that monkey off his back, winning a big game, holding it down. That's at the end of the day, he still had to bring them back down you know the field and win that game. So I think he got the monkey off his back now. I think they the the Rams win. Uh, at home, and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, ah, let me see, let me see, I'm gonna say 20 to, ah, 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna say twenty one to seventeen. Twenty one okay. seventeen. That's my score. Will, what you got? Huh. <laughs> you. <laughs> Bro, you go. You going with San Fran? Listen, Eric, you didn't yeah, say we were supposed to bring props oh, this week. There we go. There, there, there we go. I didn't. No, no, no. You had it. You, you had, had it right the first time. That's Shanahan. Yeah, yeah. Whichever way it reads to you. Whichever way it reads to the only important thing that you see is that zero right there. You said it, Eric. You, you really like the Niners. I'm liking the Niners. I'm going to go with the Niners, and I'll tell you why. Where has in the NFL. I can't remember a team that really ever sold out all their future and everything else for all in on one season, and then actually, like, like they cashed when they pushed all the chips in. Forget my future. I'm gonna give all my picks up. All my first. I don't got a first round pick till the next election. You know, blah blah blah. And then they end up winning the Super Bowl. That's number one. That never works. And I hope it doesn't work because I don't want that to be the new normal. You know what I'm saying? I don't want that to be the new way things go. We can't we can't have that going on in the NFL too. That's number one. Number two, the stat that you gave, um, Kyle Shanahan has owned um, um, McVay for McVay's entire career, and that's and that goes and I think that little. I would call it a rivalry, but um, it's no rivalry between the hammer and the nail. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, almost, it ain't no, one's the hammer right now and one's the nail. And then we, I think it goes back to the, you know, their days on the same staff in Washington. You know what I mean? I think, you know what I'm saying? It might, you know, I, 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 I put those little dots together on us, on the subliminal type, you know, uh, TMZ sports angles. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It might not be something real, but I like to, you know, make those little connections. I think it might be something going back to Washington too, but he just owns them at this point. So at what point now are the Rams better suited to beat them than they have been every other time they faced them, including both times they played this year? Um, the first game was a blowout, and then the second game, I mean, it was close, you know. Actually, the second game went to overtime, didn't it? I believe. Yeah, second game overtime. went to overtime, and the Rams blew a 17-point lead. Yeah, yeah. But if – San Francisco can dictate offense like they've always been able to do against the Rams for some reason, even though the Rams have studs on that D, the 49ers can dictate offense against them. And with with Debo out there, they haven't shown that they can really do anything with Debo. And Shanahan's going to run the football on you. That's that's the one thing I re- – actually, it's probably the only thing I respect about Kyle Shanahan because I'm not really a big Kyle Shanahan fan, but – since the Super Bowl debacle, he will stick with that run. I think he's I think he's learned that, you know, when you when you're up, especially if they get up to stick with the run. I just I've got I've got to ask you though, which which Super Bowl debacle are you speaking of? Are you talking about the Atlanta or the San Fran Kansas City? Because he, he stopped running the ball in both those situations. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. But I was more so referring to the uh to the Atlanta one. I think that was more egregious. Personally, just because he gave he gave he gave Trips Boy another unwarranted uh, 
another unwarranted ring. <laughs> I won't say unwarranted, another lucky ass ring. You know, like like probably three of them that he got. But anyway, but he had to get them. But that's another that's another subject for another day. But I just think the Rams, they like on they have every reason to win the game. So that so that gives me every reason to think with all the pressure that they have, with all the chips that they pushed in, it's it's, it's a lot. It's it's so much more pressure on them to succeed than it is for the forty for the 49ers. and the forty niners. I think they're going in with a calm, like the pressure's not on them, it's on the Rams. And they can say they've got history to say, this is nothing to us. We this is a team that we smack around. You know what I mean? Let me, let me, I think it's gonna be a, I think that level of athletic arrogance that they can take into the game, and they do have guys that can make plays on both sides of the ball. I mean, they will smack you in the mouth on defense. That's I think I think this round of the playoffs is gonna be more so about defense and offense. And that's that sounds crazy with the way football is right now, but I really think we're gonna see the game slow down this weekend. And I'm I'm feeling like 1989, man. That's back. I'm going back to when I was nine years old. It's one of the first Super Bowls I remember uh, watching, other than the Washington one. I'm going back to the the uh, Sam Weiss and Boomer and them. I'm going back to 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 uh to Joey. I mean to to Cool Joe. You know what I'm saying? 49ers, 49ers, uh, Bengals in the Super Bowl 23. I think we're gonna see a, I think we're gonna see a rematch of that. And I'm gonna love the whole build up all the way to the two weeks before the game because it's gonna be some nostalgia. It's gonna be a lot of we're gonna hear a lot of old music over highlights and stuff. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna see some '80s, late '80s fashions and stuff coming back. It's, it's gonna be some like we're gonna hear some like old hip hop. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be it's gonna be reminiscent of that 1989 uh, Super Bowl 23. We gonna see we gonna we about to see the 49ers and the Bengals again, baby. I mean, well, like, you know, if we get that matchup, you know what else we're going to keep hearing about too, right? What's that? We gonna, you know, if we get that matchup, you know what else we're going to hear a lot about too. What's that? We're going to hear a lot about Icky Woods relapsing in the oh, hotel yeah, room. Go, oh, uh, yeah. Two nights before the game. I just wanted yeah. to shuffle. I just wanted to shuffle, but yeah, they're going to bring that up too. But I, I can see I can see this being, I can see it being a rematch of Super Bowl 23. That's what I want just for the stories leading up to it. Yeah. Because when you ain't got no you dog in the race, the, the week, the two weeks before the Super Bowl is kind of boring. So I would like to see the, you know, the, the, the comparisons to, to, to that era and everything else that will lead up to the game. But that's not the only reason I'm picking. I just think the Rams can't do nothing with um, the 49ers because they haven't been able to do it six straight times. Let me, let me, let me just. So say I'm going 49. Two last things. Go ahead, Trent. Really, really quick. So one, we talked about how hard it is winning a second game in the season. Now we're talking about winning the third game in the season, and that arrogance is also something that can, you know, mess mess the team up as well going into into a playoff game. And then just and then secondly, the Rams running game is a lot different now um, than it was. Yeah, with Cam being back and finally getting them reps in now, the running game is a lot better. So now they got a a, a, a different option. But um, as, let him as, put it on the turf twice on well. against the 49ers like he did last week. Well, you, all you got to do is keep him honest because Cooper Cup is going to do his numbers. I don't care who you putting out, put oh, him out there against. He's going he gonna to do his numbers. I'm just saying. Didn't Cam put that thing on the carpet twice last week? He did. Yeah, you can't do that. Yes, he you can't do that. Yeah. Incredible, incredible don't do that. Incredible yeah, don't do that. Well, that's why I say he got out of the system. Sure. 
<laughs> a couple things. No, nah, no, nah, a couple things, though, because I think both of y'all made some great points, and then I'll get to who I'm picking in this game. Um, Will, I love what you said, and it's true. The Niners are going to impose their, their style of play on the Rams. You look at last week against the Packers, even though the Packers kind of controlled that whole game, you look at the time of possession, it's pretty much even. The Niners were still running the ball. The Niners were still playing a physical brand of football and basically slowing down Green Bay. Um, Trip to your point, beating a team three times in a season is very tough. And Cooper Cup is going to get his numbers. I believe in the first game, I, I, I wrote it down, had seven for 118 yards. So the Niners are going to have to figure that out. And I think if they double-team him the way they did Devontae Adams, OBJ got to have a big game. Yeah. OBJ got to feast on one-on-one matchups on the other side. Because in the first in, the, in that his first matchup against the Niners, because he wasn't there for the first game of the season against the Niners. But week 18 was his first matchup against the Niners. He only had two catches for 18 yards. So to me, those two points are going to be the thing. If the Niners are able to control the time of possession, run the ball, slow the game down, and eliminate all the other weapons aside from Cooper Cup, then the Rams are in trouble. Because the Rams, for this star-studded team that they built, they're supposed to be able to spread the ball around to everybody, right? Yeah. Sony Michelle's supposed to come out the backfield, Cam Akers, Tyler Higby, OBJ. So if it's strictly Stafford going to Cooper Cup, we saw last week against Green Bay, that's not going to work. The Niners are going, yeah. going to find a way to slow that down and take it away, especially in the critical third downs. So they got to be better there. Uh, Will, to your other point about reminiscing, the 80s, the matchup, I know one thing you don't want to happen if this matchup happens. You know what we're going to get aside from the from all the talk about Icky Woods? Mm-hmm. We're going to get all the talk from Chris Collinsworth about how he played in his first Super Bowl with the Bengals. And I know how much you hate Chris Collinsworth. Right. So it's going to be a lot of, all I got to tell y'all, leading up to the Super Bowl is very tough for anybody to stay focused. And I know you don't want to hear any of that. <laughs> but if we get a Bengals-San Fran Super Bowl, that's what we're going to hear a lot of Chris Collinsworth yeah. telling us how great media week was for him. Um, with that being said, though, I like the Rams, man. I think it's too tough to beat a team three times in a season. If you're Sean McVay, and I think Sean McVay is a very good coach, you got to get over the hump at some point. And this is your moment. You have to get over the hump. They went all in, as you mentioned. They pushed all their chips to the middle of the table when they went out and got Matthew Stafford and then traded for Von Miller and then picked up OBJ. They went all in on this team. I thought Matthew Stafford showed me something last week because as we highlighted leading up to that game against Tampa – he had to play a clean game, and he was the only one on offense that played a clean game. He didn't turn the ball over. He didn't give the Buccaneers a chance to really flip anything on him. It was everyone else around him that kind of crumbled under the moment. Uh, Cam Akers fumbling twice, Cooper Cup fumbling. That was his first fumble all year at that. The center snapping a ball when he wasn't supposed to snap the ball. So with all that, he still has to make a drive happen with 45 seconds, and he throws the two best passes of his career the out pad in the Cooper Cup, and in the deep scene to Cooper Cup that sets up the field goal. I think the Rams are ready, man. I think it's going to be a great game. I think this game is going to be very, very close. And speaking of pressure, because you talked about it, Will, I think there's a lot of pressure on Jimmy G because this might be your game that determines if you're the quarterback of this team next year or not. If he wins this game, I think without a doubt, Jimmy G is the quarterback. If he doesn't win this game, all the talk transitions to Trey Lance taking over next year. I like the Rams, and I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I got it 20-16. to 16. I got the Rams winning. 2016? 
Oh, I can get my, I can get my score again. Shit. Twenty to sixteen. That's what I got. I got the Rams winning in a very close game. The Niners are gonna keep it low scoring with their running game. I think Bosa has a good game. Fred Warner is a stud, so I think they're gonna have their moments. But I, I just think the Rams got a little too much talent for them, and to beat them a third time is very tough. So you got the Forty Niners getting in is on what once? Yeah, I got them getting in once, which is I mean that's saying something because they didn't get it in the end zone last week at all, offensively anyway. Mm -hmm. Okay. 2016. What was your score, Trip? Did oh, you get one on that? I, I did give a score, but it went so long I forgot what my score was. What I say? He said, uh, he said twenty. He said twenty seventeen. We all been sipping on that. We all been sipping on something. So he, he said twenty one seventeen. I remember. I remember. I remember. My bad. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Trip was hanging out. Trip. Trip was over at Ray's Boom Boom Room earlier, <laughs> so he a little smart right now. <laughs> What you call that, Dad? The boom, boom boom room? Oh, my bad. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's a boat. It's a boat. What the hell is that? Stuff. You about to walk? Nah, we'll, we'll, we'll. <laughs> that's, you know, you, I'm, I apologize. There was been times that Will and I recorded earlier this year. He had, uh, <laughs> He had film study that he was preparing for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah people coming over film study, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's my bad. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go 20. <laughs> really, I think it's going to be something like 1917. Niners. So we kind of. Some of them weird scores. Would a, would a Robbie go last second field goal or a defensive stand up to hold up at the end? Um, I think they go. I think Niners gonna have the ball last, and uh, mm -hmm. you know already be up. Well, if the oh, you know it's already be up because if they if the Niners got the ball last and they down, you can't count on Jimmy G. So it's, it's definitely gonna be over. Oh, no, I, no, I think I think I think it's gonna be uh, Stafford and them like with like two thirty three left, fourth or something, and them not, them not getting it, and right. then and then you're gonna see Jimmy G in a uh, victory formation for the rest of the game. If the Niners are hey, down, trip. A touchdown. Trip. Yeah, I'm gonna Hold on, hold on, hold on, Trip. I'm, I'm gonna let you go ahead. Uh, state the point you're about to make, and then we got a question in, in, the, in the chat here. So go ahead after after your your statement. I'm gonna present y'all with this question. Okay. If the if the Niners are are down a touchdown with a minute and forty seconds left and, and two timeouts, does Jimmy G win the game for them? He can. Like, like I understand you're not having trust in him, but. He has been in some big spots and made some big throws before. I mean, like it's how, how long ago? We we really just I'm talking like in the last like well 2019. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he been in, but but yo, he but he but the thing is he been in the spot is what I'm saying. He he been in big games. He been in big games. Is what I'm saying. That was weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Check it out, check it out. We got a we got a uh we got we got a couple comments here. I want to shout out my man Adam Powers. I see you on the check-in. He said if Casey plays Soros, and that's who Burrow should target every time, which is what we talked about before. If Matthew's out yeah. and they gotta play uh, uh Sorensen. Uh Troy Perry brought in a question, a good question at that. Um just to recap, because Tripp and I both have the Rams and Chiefs moving on to the Super Bowl. Will has the Bengals and the Niners moving on to the Super Bowl. So to Troy's question, he says, in each game, which non-quarterback do we have having the greatest impact to support our prediction? 
So, Will, I'll start with you. Mm. You picking the Bengals and the Niners. In each of those games. Easy. The Bengals is easy. Jamal Chase. That's my main man, Troy Perry, right there. Shout Jamal out to Chase. Troy Perry. Yeah. All right. So, you, you got Jamal having a, the greatest impact in the Bengals Chiefs game that's going to put, that's going to propel the Bengals to the Super Bowl. Correct. You say outside the quarterback? Right. Outside of the quarterback yeah. position. Until somebody tell me they can stop him, it's going to be him. Um, and then the 49ers Rams outside of the QB. It's definitely going to be outside of the QB. <laughs> I'm talking about I'm, the <laughs> if I want the Rams. I'm going I'm to go uh, I'm going to go one you wouldn't normally think, Troy. I'm going to go Eric Armstead on that defensive line. Um, the DN? Yeah. If he can get pressure on Matthew Stafford, who is a guy that's we haven't seen in this spot before. We we seen Jimmy G here before and perform. We never seen Matthew Stafford in this spot before. And if if you got a guy like Offset that can bring pressure and get him rattled, then I think you move him off his spots a couple of times, make him uncomfortable, and then start seeing ghosts. Then I think he I think he can uh put him off his game to the level that he can knock him off just enough to where he's that butthole starts tightening up. You know what I'm saying? When you see the when you start seeing boys come through that line, man. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say Eric Armstead on the on the uh, for the 49ers. Trip, who do you have for Kansas City? Uh, outside of Mahomes being the most impactful player to, to help them get to the Super Bowl. Well, if if Tyran Matthew plays, I would say him. But since I don't know if he's gonna play or not, because I believe he's still in a concussion protocol. Um. So in that case, then. I mean, obviously, you got to either go with Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey. It's got to be either either you could pick. And what about? In a, in a, no, again, again, elaborate on that. Elaborate on that. Oh yeah, no, I just said you, you. I think you can pick either either one of those guys. You know, obviously, one of those guys is going off if the Chiefs are winning that game, or it could be both of those guys. You know, what I'm saying going off because they both did what they had to do. You know what I'm saying? So, um, honestly, with the way he's been playing the last couple of weeks, you could even throw Jarek McKinnon up in there, you know, as, as well. Because he's been a huge part of the success that they've been having the the past couple of weeks. You know, especially, you know, last week, he, he did his thing in that game last week. So, you could even throw him up there as well. Um, as far as the Rams 49ers, I'm going to say Von Miller. Um, the reason I say Von Miller is because he's – Gonna have to, you know, obviously linebacker's gonna control a little bit of the run, a little bit of pass. He's gonna have to see a lot of George Kittle, who I think is the second best tight end, in, you know, in football right now. He can do a little bit of everything that that Travis Kelsey can do. So if Von Miller's gonna have to deal with that, him and the run, he's gonna have to have you know one of those games on the defensive side of the football, and somebody got somebody got to get shut down. So it's gonna. Have, I think Von Miller is the guy. Yo, I like those. I'm gonna change mine. I'm, I'm gonna go. Yeah, yeah. Who, who, who you changing? I'm gonna change mine because because as I say here, think about it. Jamar Chase is gonna give you his numbers regardless. So that's kind of almost expected. So it's not really what Troy was asking because because that's almost expected. I'm gonna go Mixon because I think if Mixon can if they can get that run going and keep. And keep Mahomes off the field. Yeah. That'll be the bigger. That'll be the bigger impact 
to uh, success for for uh, for Cincinnati is if they can control that clock, and they can't control the clock without mixing. So I'm going to change it up, call the audible real quick, and uh, go go with uh, Joe. There's a difference between him putting up 50 yards Man, on the no. ground and him putting up 110 on the ground. That changes yeah. the dynamic of the game. Yep. So no, I, it makes, makes perfect sense. I'm going to say – go ahead, go ahead, Tripp. I'll just say, so, say I'll, so I'll lock it in that Jerk McKinnon on the Chiefs side. Because if he continues to play at the level he's been playing, it's going to be a long night or a long afternoon because it's at 3 o'clock. Shout out to him, too, because he's been, you know what I'm saying, he's got he's a guy that's, you know, bounced around and he's found a nice a nice role there and a nice spot. Facts. Yeah, I like Jerk McKinnon. He was actually going to be my pick. So, But I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a shift it. We know about Hill and Kelsey, what them guys are going to do. I think Chris Jones. I think Chris oh. Jones, if he has great, that's if he great. has the impact, yeah, if he has that impact that I expect him to have, again, he had two sacks the first time they met. If he has that type of impact and disrupting the, the offense, that's going to be everything Kansas City's defense need because their secondary is a little banged up. So I'm going to go Jones for the Chiefs game and then for the uh, Rams, for the Rams-Niners game. I'm going I'm to I'm throw a little bit of a curveball. I said OBJ got to play better. But I think the one guy on that offense who could really take advantage of all the coverage that's going to go to the outside is uh, Van Jefferson, their slot receiver. Mm. I, I could see him having a big game against this Niners secondary because they're going to pay so much attention to mm. Cup and OBJ. I could see Van Jefferson going for six or seven catches, 90 yards, and being a difference maker in their offense. Can play, so Van Jefferson, yeah, I like Van Jefferson. So Van Jefferson for the Rams, Chris Jones for the Chiefs. Those are my picks on those guys, man. Um, ultimately, we expect it to be a great weekend of football, man. We think it's, it's going to be phenomenal. Um, I want to throw you guys a little bit of a curveball because we, we've talked about it before, but now we're getting a little bit more uh, traction on the coaching, uh, the coach hiring, and the vacancies, and who's going where. Byron Leftwich, Will, you've been, you've been a spokesman for Byron Leftwich for about five years now. I, I always give you the respect on that because – you saw something in him way before anybody else saw something in him before he was Super Bowl winning coach. The news is coming out that it looks like he's going to Jacksonville, but he leveraged his 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 power right now and said, not only do I want to come, he got Trent Bulky fired up out of there as the GM. Yeah. Looks like Adrian Wilson, the former safety of the Cardinals, is gonna get that job. I want to get you your guys' thoughts on Byron Leftwich potentially taking a Jaguars job and bringing his own GM with him. I love it. This is Will. Will, let's start with Will because okay, okay, okay. our left, which is his guy. So, guys, start with Will. Well, uh, I kind of like that. It, if 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 they allow this power move to happen for a guy that's with no experience, then I think that's showing the path that they're going to work with him and give him an opportunity to succeed or fail. It's not going to be a rush job like. It's not going to be a one-year turnaround. Like, they might not expect a one-year turnaround or they're going to give him time to actually do his job and instill, his cult, instill the culture and actually build the football team around his own image. Um, I really like the opportunity for him. Like, it all to me, it all lines up. When you look at the history with the franchise, he knows the franchise in the city. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's well like that. He still has foundations and stuff like that in the city. Uh He's a guy that played in the league, is respected around the league, respected by the players. You got a young quarterback in place. So, you you know what I'm saying? You got a quarterback to develop. Really, I'm throwing out last year for 
for uh for Sunshine. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't his. I'm not. I'm not counting. I'm not counting the. I'm not counting the the uh Urban Meyer year. That's uh, this. That was his red shirt year for me. You know what I'm saying? Now, now you're about to see. Really? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I know y'all heard Urban Meyer said this was the worst professional experience of his life, and we're just discrediting that. Yeah, hundred percent. We're discrediting that. <laughs> yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah, we. I'm act like that ain't even happened. The whole Urban experience. You know what I'm saying? Now you get a guy in there that's played quarterback in the league. Um, and they got the third most cap space going into next season too. Uh, it's not a whole lot of pressure. You know, you're going into Jacksonville. It's not like you're going into a place that is needs you to go to the Super Bowl in two years or something like that. I think that's going to be a spot where he could he would actually have time to do do it his way, especially when you see Debalki got booted and Adrian Wilson's about to be. And then that's his hand-plucked guy from when, you know, their, their history in Arizona when uh, when Byron was out there with uh, – he was out there with what's my uh, with Arians as a quarterback's coach out in Arizona. You know what I mean? So it's – I think it's, I think for Byron, I think this would be the perfect situation. But I don't like the holdup. Like, we, we started hearing this days ago, and – it's almost like okay, they fired Balky, but then I'm like, like, we don't know what's going on in negotiations behind closed doors. Because since then, I mean, we heard, we heard some unsourced reports that he was hired. Then we heard that well, not quite yet. They've still got some things to iron out. Then Byron's going to New Orleans and taking interviews there. After this, this is like in the last two days, he's he's been in New Orleans interviewing. And they've interviewed under other guys. Are these are these subsequent interviews uh, bargaining chips? You know what I'm saying? Are, are, are each are each side trying to flex their muscle and say you're not my only? Op- uh, it's Jacksonville saying you're not my only option, and it's Byron saying, well, you're not my only option either. Are they playing tug of war right now? I just I don't like the I don't like how long this is taking. I mean I know negotiations can take time, but when you see all these other dominoes falling around the league with Denver getting their guy, Chicago getting their guy, you and those guys were both on Jacksonville's list. You would think that this thing would already be signed, sealed, and delivered. I just, I just want to, I want to see the, I want to see the press conference. You know what I'm saying? Before I get excited, but I think Jacksonville would be the perfect spot for Byron. It's been, it's been long overdue, in my opinion, for him to get a chance to go ahead and flex his muscles. Now everybody wanted him to have all the experience. Blah blah blah. Well, now he's gotten that experience, and now let him do his thing. I think he's going to be the next guy. I think I think this is the the offensive version of Mike Tomlin. Like when Mike when no, no Mike Tomlin went into a ready made situation with a with a good football team. You know what I'm saying? He he went into a team that was good. Well, they were but coming I, up being Super Bowl champions. They were Super Bowl champions that core. I just ain't that in Jacksonville though. But, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But I mean, I mean, as far as like the path, yeah, and the respect that could be garnered, you know, from other players, and and what he can probably do, and when I when I uh, what I think he can do in the future, I can see it playing out as like a Mike Thomas type of thing. And he he spent a little t- little bit of time up in Pittsburgh too, uh, as a backup, I believe, at the at the very end of his career. So I'm sure you know he, he did. Yep. Yeah, I I think he did. So. I, I think he, I think this, I think he could be the next Mike Tomlin type, and that's the thing about this league. It's like, give us the opportunities to 
to uh, be that Mike Tomlin type. You know what I'm saying? When Mike Tomlin got that job, a lot of people were scratching their heads. But And now here we are years later, and he still hasn't had a losing season. So give Byron that same opportunity. Let him let him win. Let him win, and but let him lose too. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what that's that's, yeah, that's the more important thing. You gotta let him lose because because he's, well, he's not, gonna lose because he's not going he's to lose with this situation. You know what I mean? Patience needs to be no. Nah, he's gonna lose some games. Patience needs to be gone at form. I wish him the best. I think wherever he goes, he's gonna be successful. Whoever gives him the opportunity, be it this year or next. But I think I think Byron Leftwich is gonna be the next one of the next uh, great coaches in the NFL. Trev, let me get your thoughts on how everything's developing with, with Leftwich to the Jaguars. Um well let me let me let me just say this then. Um I I am the prize. And that's the mentality that Byron Leftwich has going into this situation. You got me coming in after being the offensive coordinator on a Super Bowl championship team. You know, made a deep run to the playoffs this year. And I'm about to come into a situation where I'm about to take on one of the worst teams in football. Whether or not we got history, that's besides the point, because this team is one of the baddest teams in football that you're asking this man to to come into. So if I want to bring my guys with me, why not? What's the difference in that and what we just saw in New York? Because I wanted Brian Flores to be the head coach in New York, but we just saw one Buffalo guy bring another another Buffalo guy down to the to the Giants to be the GM and and now the the coach. So you know, so why are we not talking about what just happened up here cuz that's what that's pretty much the same thing that we literally just saw. I mean, it's this this one difference, you know, but I I mean, I guess the elephant in the room every everyone we all we all know that one difference, you know. So what what's the what's, pigment? Yeah. So <laughs> what what's what's wrong with Brian Leftwich saying nah? I want to bring my guys in. What's wrong with that? Why? Why? Why can't he say that? I don't. I don't care if he if he never head coached a game in his life. Who cares? You you're coming to this man for a reason because you want some a new, younger, invigorated coach to take over the organization. He's had he's had success in in in, in taking an offense and being one uh, one of the, the most powerful offenses in the football in in, in football league. Two seasons in a row, the the Bucks have had a great offense. You know, even with guys you know going out and getting banged up, they've they've had a great offense the past two years. He's coming in. He he's someone who, who was a very accurate quarterback during his playing career, so he can definitely you know help to 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 to, to build up Trevor Lawrence and to get him you know up to, up to that level of quarterback in this league. So no, I'm not. Nah, you want me? All right, but. I'm bringing my I'm bringing my guys with me. This is what we do. We I'm in there. Hold on, let me hold the door for the for the bros. Yo, nah, Eric and Will got to roll with me. Y'all want me? Eric and Will got to roll with me. I don't care. It is what it is. I'm the prize. I agree. I I agree. And and let's not pull no punches. Leftwich might be the most accomplished head coach they've ever had in their organization's history. Oh. Right. Because he comes in already as a former player who knows the game and as a Super Bowl champion. Mm-hmm. The, the best coach they've ever had in team history is Tom Coughlin. Yeah. And Tom Coughlin had no resume before he took before he was their head coach. Yeah. So Leftwich comes in as the most accomplished guy. And I agree, too, because 
as we've always said many times, black head coaches, unfortunately, have to go into situations where they're expected to win right away. They're expected to turn trash into a treasure. They're expected to go in and make it work, even though a lot of times they don't even have a relationship with the GM, you know. And then it's like after two or three years, like, oh, this guy can't win. Get him up out of here. Leftwich is now changing that. He's saying, nah, if, if I'm going to come in, I want a guy that I know is going to have my back. It's going to have the same vision that I have in terms of building this team. So I love the move. I think it's, it's very smart of Byron Leftwich to go in that way, especially knowing the history of the Jaguars. They have very little success there. I'm not going to come in here and expect and be painted as the savior and then dumped after two years because we didn't win enough games or I'm not living up to what you guys expected to happen. So I love the move, man. And I don't know if enough black head coaches have this type of leverage. Again, he's coming off winning the Super Bowl. He obviously orchestrated the top offense this year. He has the respect of Tom Brady. He has the respect of a lot of people around the league, not only as an offensive coordinator, but because he was a former player. So he has that leverage, but I think he's using it the right way. And I think it's going to work. I, I've been on record and, and Will and I have had this talk off air and, and trip we have too. I don't think the Jaguar job is a terrible job for first time head coach. You know what I'm saying? I think there's, there's some opportunity to make it work. Are they going to be a Super Bowl contender in three years? Probably not. But if Trevor Lawrence lives up to the hype that everyone put on him coming out of the draft when they said he, he is an Andrew Luck type quarterback. He's a Peyton Manning type quarterback. I could see the Jaguars being a playoff team in two to three years. And I could see Byron Leftwich, like Will mentioned, being a guy like Mike Tomlin, who's consistently in the playoff or at least in the running for the playoffs with this type of team. So I wish him all the best, man. I think it's going to work out well for him. He's already a player coach, too. And that's no. Right. That's no. Uh, did you see the comments from Shady on the. Um, I did not. What, what, what Shady McCoy said? Um, I'm a big fan of you know of the I am uh, athlete. I, am, uh, I don't know if y'all ever checked that out with uh with uh Chad Johnson. Yes, sir. With it's, Chad, uh, it's, Chad it's and Brandon Moss. Yeah. Chad's on there and, mm -hmm. and uh, a couple other guys. There's a uh, Shady's been on there in the last couple of weeks, and uh, Leftwich came up, and Shady Shady you know he spent some time in the Bucks organization. You know, uh, last year, uh -huh. he said that towards the end of the season, Leftwich came in and was like, "Hey, everybody, uh, if y'all got any incentives coming up on your contract, let me know because we're gonna make sure y'all get that." And Shady's like, "Whoa, like what? Like he he said his whole time in the NFL, he never had a coach that was like, yo, whatever.'" If you got some, you got some numbers you got to make. Let me know what it is, cause we're gonna try to make sure you get that. And and that, if you think about it, remember last year, everybody gave Tom all this love for forcing the ball to AB at the end of the year, so he can make that extra money on his contract. Mm -hmm. But all the love, everybody was like, "Oh, Tom, look at Tom. Look at look at him taking care of his guy." Yeah. Well, apparently, according to Shady, Leftwich. He says to all the guys on offense, which, what's the incentives in your contract? How close are you to making them? Because we're going to make sure you get them. And that's something that's anti-establishment for real. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's been We know it's been cases where guys have been taken off the field to save to save money. And if that's his reputation, that's going to go a long way for him as far as Facts. 
it, when it when it's when it might be between this team and another team to to bring in a certain free agent or two. He, I think, I think he's going to have, I think he's going to have that upper hand on bringing guys in because that reputation is going to be known around the league. Like, yo, this guy, he, he, he was a player recently. He was a player recently. He knows what it's like out here. Mm-hmm. He gonna get, he gonna, he gonna, he wants you to win and he gonna get you paid. So what, what's, right. you know, what I'm saying it's almost like it's almost like a like a college recruiter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He gonna be able to go, you know what I'm saying? Not necessarily going to people's living rooms. Whatever but you know, he's gonna be like, "Yo, I got you. I got you." Like none of these other coaches gonna get you. You know what I'm saying? So I, th- I think that's that's oh. gonna go a long way, fam. So you're saying Antonio Brown would have got his incentive had he not ripped off his uniform probably. at MetLife. Probably. Brian <laughs> would probably made sure he got that. Would have got them numbers, but you know, that's a whole other thing. Too late for that now. <laughs> yeah, it's too late for that. Yeah. It's too late for that. I, I think we're gonna have a great weekend of games, fellas. Before we wrap up, uh, trip. Any final thoughts, man? Um, I'm just all I'm gonna say is I hope this thing works out with with the Giants and this uh, <laughs> new coaching staff. Hey, I got final thought for trip. A final question: What do you think about your new GM saying? That he like that they were going with Daniel Jones, but like I already know, I already know the whole. They they said they didn't want Deshaun, but that aside, the, the not wanting Deshaun is one thing, but to endorse Daniel Jones is a whole nother. How you feel about that? I mean, I th- is that coach? Is that just is that just GM speak, or is or do you really think they're going to give this dude the ball again? I mean, they they got two. Nice first round picks this year. Um, not that I think they was gonna draft a quarterback, but maybe they might have made a trade. But as far as right now goes, I mean, you come in. I, th- I think that's what you gotta stay to say to instill a little bit of confidence in your in your quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So I get it, but I would have preferred to have Brian Flores and possibly Deshaun Watson as opposed sure. to you know having to keep Daniel Jones. So. Yeah. And uh, was it the Bali? What was what's the guy's name? What was it <laughs> Ryan Dabo? No, Dabo got the head coach name. Right Dabo, what that? Listen, he said the Bali. Never listen. I just, I just, no, I'm still, I'm still he tight behind that. He disrespected the dude off rip. I'm still, I'm still already. I'm still tight behind that. Right, right. I'm still tight behind that. Trip said it ain't Brian Flores. Get him, get him the fuck out of here. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't care. I don't care. Off rip. It is what it is. Uh, I don't. I don't understand it. I'm gonna be honest. I don't understand it. I've said this before. I don't. I don't know why the Giants are publicly backing Daniel Jones. That's one of them situations where you don't say anything to the media and you kind of let the head coach dictate it. But now you put the head coach in a tough position where he got to give the guy the first rep snaps. Yeah. Because you've already said we're trying to build the offense around the guy. Why would you say that? Don't say anything and make him earn the spot. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They they said that before they fired Joe Judge, and then with the new GM coming, they say the same thing. Why? Don't say anything publicly. Just say, yo, the guy got to earn it on the field, and we trying to put the best possible roster out there, and that's it. And if you and that way, if you get the opportunity to get a veteran that's better than Daniel Jones, you bring him in, and that way you stick into your word. But now you can't even move on from Daniel Jones because everything you said to the media was he's our guy, and we want to build the offense around him. That's the part I don't get. Yeah. This is, this is just a bad – like, if you need a quarterback as the, like the Giants do, this is, like, the worst year to have those two picks. 
Like it's he's like yeah. he, he would have loved to have two top ten picks uh in years past, but Man, I'm not in love with any of these quarterbacks gotta, coming out. Yeah, like and then uh, now next year maybe or I think you know Bryce Young might come out the year after. So yeah, when he, if if he was coming out, then I might be like, alright. But um, other than that, ain't too many cats that you like. That where we're sitting up here, like, nah, these these are the franchise changing quarterbacks yeah. is about to come out. Ain't too many of guys. Actually, I don't think there's any in this draft. <laughs> really. None of the dudes in this draft would have went in the first four rounds last year. Yeah, facts. facts. You know what I'm saying? So that tells me, yeah, ugh, ugh. So I mean, listen, maybe yeah, one of them guys. It's one of them downsides. But yeah, nah, it's, it's not. It's not a good quarterback yet. Mm-hmm. When we when we when we're talking about when I, I don't say we, but you know us, but when the masses are, are, are projecting Kenny Pickett as the best quarterback, it ugh, ugh, ugh. it took you five years in college to have a decent okay. year. <laughs> At Pitt, you had wow. you had you went you played five years and you went thirteen touchdowns, thirteen touchdowns, thirteen touchdowns, thirteen touchdowns, forty two touchdowns. I, I don't know. I'm not. I need, and who was on that schedule this year? I don't even know. Uh, you needed the experience. Uh, the oh, it's so that fifth year is when it just uh, clicked, yeah, just like that. So some people are that's what it was, man. Come on, give me this credit. Maybe, 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 but. Listen, that normally happens when you when you're 23 playing against 19 year olds. That normally happens right away. Yeah, that's there. the thing. It's his fifth year. He out here. He out here. <laughs> he right. He he don't he buying alcohol for the defense. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would I would hope it would have clicked. I would hope it would click by your fifth year of, of you know reading defenses. Right. But yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of any of the quarterbacks coming out. Uh, Will, any final thoughts before we wrap up, bro? Uh, that's gonna be my final thought, man. Kenny Pickett is not gonna be a good quarterback. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just go out on the limb right now just, and just say that. Well, you gonna shut up the kid before you save that one too. You just say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we probably gonna get together right before the draft. So save it before the draft. Um, next time we get together too, man, it'll be close to the NBA deadline. So we gotta, we gotta talk some NBA talk. But this time we want to keep it all NFL, fellas. I appreciate you guys. I hope for some great games on Sunday. I think we're going to get some great games, sure. man. Uh, for everybody who tuned in, everybody who sent in the question, we appreciate you guys. Keep tuning in. We're going to keep doing these lives, man. We're going to keep doing this, man, because we appreciate the fan interaction and uh, everybody just, you know, showing love and support, man. So for my main man, Trip Young, my main man, Will Gordon, I am Eric Sanchez. We out of here, man. Peace. Motherfucker, this is your African King of Michael Blackson. You watching Real Friends Real Talk. Get real with it, my son.